108. Yay! Do I always you're say You're Robin. Uh, and you're, you're Steph. Rob- yeah, and I'm Steph. Mm-hmm. We don't want to wait. Right. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we just say that? Yeah. Uh, this Robin. is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Stephanie. <laughs> uh, we are. This is the uh, my so-called life finale. And we're a epi- little loopy. Yes. Episodes weekend and in dreams begin responsibilities. Mm. And I uh, just want to warn you all, uh, we just got done recording over two hours worth of a zombie podcast. It was a finale for that as well. So from here on out, you should get us uh, a little bit more fresh. But hey, who knows? Maybe we're more fun when we're, when we're loopy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I got no attention, no attention span. Uh, so you want to just de- uh, dive right into it? Okay. All right, the episode weekend. This was a very um, zany. What do you call a not a farce? (laughs) uh, Where it's um, very broad comedy. What Mm -hmm. is it called? What am I trying to say? Slapstick? No. Yeah, Yeah. not slapstick, but um, Um, whoop whoop whoop. Morbid. Uh, No, definitely not morbid. It, uh, it like, <sighs> man, subscribing to podcasts hosted by uh, Stephanie must be the best because you're you're. It's the podcast where you always yell the word that she's trying to think of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't worry, they'll tell you in the Facebook Facebook group. I've seen it happen well, before. <laughs> well, just okay. Just like uh, let me let me see if I can get you to t- tell me what I'm trying to say here. Huh? All right, like the scene where uh, this is the episode where Rayan handcuffs herself to the bed and so <laughs> yes. then when graham and patty come home there's there's just all this or uh, no it was when um camille comes by to get the yeah. the, the handcuffs and ran is pretending like she's sick and yeah. everybody is in on the what is this called it's called funny a, a farce <laughs> it's not a farce that's not the word i'm trying to come up with oh man um, I don't know, but this, uh, we should just move on and maybe okay. we'll think of it later. <laughs> okay. I was very happy that we started off with the, with the Danielle narration. Yes. Yay. Danielle gets an episode. Now, this is a senior quote hey, for hey, any. Hey, wait, let me go back. Farce is a dramatic, is a comic dramatic work using buffoonery and horseplay mm-hmm. and typically including crude characterizations and ludicrous, ludicrous. Ludicrous? Ludicrously improbable situations. Slapstick, burlesque, vaudeville, buffoonery. So is that the word you wanted? An absurd event. I mean, it's not too absurd. Only handcuffs. Yeah. Absurd. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, it's pretty absurd. <laughs> so, yeah, farce, farcical is the word I was trying to come up with. Well, how about that? Uh, hey, listeners, I'm glad you came with us on this journey. <laughs> Aren't you glad you listened to this podcast? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, okay, it's okay. so this so is our Patty, laid back podcast. Who cares? Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. Patty and Graham plan a weekend getaway so they can reconnect. Okay, <sighs> these people, this couple, these people. who are constantly having sex, have such <laughs> a need to reconnect. Like they're trying so hard to reconnect, and they just can't. 
I I'm just uh, I'm just so uh, tired of them at this point, <laughs> I, you know, and more grim than anything because you know you really see from this episode uh, from Patty's point of view, Graham's being pretty shitty, I, I, you know, especially when he leaves her there with uh, Jack Nance. <laughs> All day. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. There's a so, fish in the percolator. I'm so sad he's dead and not yeah. a part of the new Twin Peaks. But um, but in Graham's defense, he didn't think they would be gone that long. Yeah, so what? They started drinking together and having fun. And, of course, as soon as she starts uh, getting a little wild at dinner, that's when he starts getting irritated. Like, shut up, Graham. He's, like he's a, he's all of a sudden the prude. Yes, but she's very loud. And what's with giving the giving that girl a sweater? You don't get give the jack. You don't give the sweater. The sweater is closer to the skin. You give her the jacket. Yes, but it wasn't even about that. You know, she made a remark about how, you know, you had to look under her hood and and. Well, that was she, about Hallie. Right, Patty I'm talking is upset about, about, the about other girl. Cheryl. But, uh, yeah. Cheryl, the tart. I call the her girl the girl from ER. I couldn't ever come up with her name, so I kept putting tart in my notes. Uh, yeah, That's but rather offensive <laughs> to, to pastries. Shirts. <laughs> but Patty's anyway. upset about Hallie, even though every time Patty talks to Hallie, she has a huge grin on her face. What is mm. up with that? Um, I don't know. I think, you know, um, some people smile when they're uncomfortable. I mean, I know I Maybe do. so. Maybe mm. so, because it's kind of like when Patty met Amber the mm. first time. She always yes. smiles real big, I guess like a big fake smile. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so. So Ricky is staying over the weekend at Enrique. <laughs> Angela is now calling Ricky Enrique, which is really funny. <laughs> So Camille brings Patty the handcuffs, and Patty's supposed to take them on the trip, but she accidentally leaves them in the bed. Mm-hmm. Um, Rayanne comes over to get that $5 that Ricky owes her that he actually paid her back years ago. She just, just desperately wants to get back in. Yeah. Yeah, and this isn't the first time these kids have all just decided to hang out in Graham and Patty's room. <laughs> like, what are you doing in your, the parents? Go, go to Angela's room and sprawl out on her bed. What are you doing in there? And, and it seems like, uh, it's, uh, it's like a thing, you know, is at the end it's, you know, they actually, the, uh, Graham and Patty scold them for all being in their room, but I think it's because they have a TV up there and it's mm-hmm. cooler to hang out in front of the TV upstairs and watching. Watching a fishing program. Yeah. Let me tell you, that was my childhood. Let me tell you, <laughs> of every of all the flannel, all the music, anything of nineties nostalgia in this series, that fishing show <laughs> was more prevalent in my life than any of it. Hashtag Alabama Forever. <laughs> my dad watched fishing programs and NASCAR. You know, my whole life. Like, he was into NASCAR before NASCAR was a thing. So he's like a NASCAR hipster? Yes. And he won't <laughs> go to a race. He won't go to Talladega or Daytona. And, like, one time my mother bought him when this uh, – this has been around a while now. But uh, you could buy this package, this um, NASCAR uh, 
experience mm-hmm. where you go and drive a, a race car around the track. Ooh. He wouldn't. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, enough about my dad. Has your uh, has has uh, has your uh, parents ever gotten in, in, into like a, a problem where they handcuffed themselves to a bed without like knowing where the key is? I hope not. Like, how stupid is that? <laughs> I hope not. I don't want. To, I don't. Nothing that I know about, and I don't want to know anything about that. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't have made that about the parents. How stupid it is! Is, is it that uh, Rayanne does that though? It's you just, know, but I buy it because Rayanne is so. She's so um, impulsive. Yeah, and that uh, oh, she would do something oh, like that. Oh, oh. I cut myself. Who's bad? Oh. It's kind of funny. Oh, where's the key? Anyway. Uh, I like when Camille comes over uh, And they're trying to cover it up And uh, Angela's like I have to talk to you And she's like about what And she's like justice (laughs) Just (laughs) nonsense She just makes up Um, I feel like we could Go through we should go through one side And then the other side because like okay So what else happens to I, I like I like the Danielle stuff did I mention My favorite senior quote Oh my gosh, I didn't mention this. My favorite senior quote uh, that I should have used in my yearbook is uh, Danielle's quote at the beginning. It's, my life is different people kicking me out of different rooms. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> yeah, because Camille and Patty are talking and having a grown-up conversation, but Danielle is pretending to not listen. But yeah. she hears every word. I so got that Game Boy, too. I was wanting yeah. Game Boy when I was a kid. Never got one. Yeah, and so she – Danielle is just – nobody pays attention to her, but she's listening when nobody thinks she's listening. And if – you know, you get to see – like, okay, get out of here. We're we're doing grown-up talk, and and then she immediately goes in the kitchen, and it's like you see Angela just mid-conversation with Ricky just kind of take – uh, uh, Danielle and just kind of push her out of the room again <laughs> like without even saying anything like what are you doing in here I don't want you in here she just moves her like she's just an object I feel so bad yeah. for her um, but uh, oh yeah the Rianne acting sick we, um, did Nutty send in some trivia because I stumbled up upon some trivia for that sick scene yes she did I'm sure Nutty included it so okay Yes. Loading. Loading. Okay. <laughs> the Weekend. Cheryl was played by Laura Ennis. You most likely know her as Dr. Carrie Weaver from ER, the boss with the crutch, if memory serves me. Yeah. The B&B guy was Jack Nance, which I'm sure you know. You know, oh, she's yeah. dead, wrapped in plasma. <laughs> Good old during, Pete. During the filming of the scene in which Rayanne pretends to be sick, one of the sound guys surprises Claire Danes in an attempt to elicit a real laugh from her by being in his boxers when she walks into the when she walked into the room. Danielle narrates <laughs> Danielle narrates this episode, making it one of only two episodes not narrated by Angela. The other being my so-called life, life of Brian. Yeah. The standard. The standards and practices deemed the original name of the G-Spot inappropriate for, for the family hour, so it was changed wow. to the Pleasure Center. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. The Pleasure Center. Yeah, that's right. 
And, you know, back then, like, I think a lot of people know what the G-spot's referring to now, but mm-hmm. back in the 90s, did people – that that was very – I still have no idea where that is. But I'll send you a link. Thanks. <laughs> uh, uh, German episode title, Aber Ersten's Kant S. Anders, mm-hmm. but often it's different. Sure. French no episode title. To <laughs> I, d- I don't either. I, and that's a lot of words. That's like one, two, three, four, five words for mm-hmm. a four letter, for a four word title. Okay. German episode on weekend attachment. A Taft weekend. Oh. Ah. What does Taft mean? I don't know. <laughs> um, when but, the, but, oh, go ahead. When the series was screened in Britain by Channel 4, weekend wasn't shown. Thanks to the subject matter being too mature for its 6 p.m. time slot, and thanks to the series only repeating, only repeat being in an even earlier slot, it's never been shown on UK TV. Oh, poor, poor English people. Poor English people. Um, but yeah, that that one bit of trivia is really funny. I, I've read that before. I saw the scene where Angela comes into the room and sees Rianne sick and it has this huge reaction this laugh and even you know the kid who plays Ricky is also having this reaction too and <laughs> just knowing that there's like a camera operator on the other side just like pantsless <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's pretty funny uh, to know that so um so what else um oh I, I love the scene where um Rayanne gets Angela alone in the room, tells everybody to leave, and Angela's like, I don't want to talk to you. This is not the time for our talk, you know? And Rayanne's like, no, I have to pee. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And And then when they go to sleep, like Saturday night, Danielle (sighs) sleeps in the bed with Rayanne. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. I love that Danielle gets a charge when Brian brushes her arm. (laughs) Starts talking about how he, (laughs) he is a genius. I get goosebumps watching him think. <laughs> oh yeah, because uh, yeah, that line, that line, you, the pleasure center. I actually wrote the quote down. Brian says, "Hey, I don't even know where the pleasure center is," and Sharon says, "I'll show you." <laughs> of course, Brian doesn't know where the pleasure center is. Yeah. And uh, it's it's funny that Sharon, the the experienced one in this group, <laughs> so yeah. says, "I'll show you." <laughs> Um, and of course, when Kyle walks in, seeing oh Brian on top of Rayanne, <laughs> saying, no, no, it's too big. <laughs> now and that then pan over, laugh. <laughs> and then pan over, you see Angela, Ricky, and Danielle just all sitting together in a chair watching. <laughs> Very weird scene to walk in. <laughs> uh, yeah, because his, his dude bros were with him. He's in the restroom. Yeah. Oh, okay. So the, so the cuddling scene, it was cute, especially when like, um, Rayan and Danielle. Rayan's like, "Hey, I'll give you such and such amount of money if you will get me some of your parents' booze." And Danielle refuses and says, "Why do you do bad things?" And she says, um, "Everything is in slow motion around me. I make things happen," which really says a lot. I think about like, quite honestly, her mental health. I really think she needs she needs help. <laughs> you know? Oh, definitely. And when you know, she, that's that. Manic energy, you know, she's got to like cause things to happen if things are going too slow around her. Um, 
anyway, I just love how it wraps up with Angela saying, it's, "We, I had the weekend from hell," and Danielle saying that was the best weekend of my entire mm-hmm. life. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you want to say anything about um, the the adults who are at uh, just adultish? That, yeah, just that Patty and Cheryl are, you know, Cheryl like admires Patty for running her own business and having her whole life, you know, planned out. Planned out yeah, but Patty kind of, you know. Yeah, uh, she kind of admire, uh, wishes for Cheryl's uh, freedom or or something. Or I assume, yeah. Sadie, hush. Hey, podcast puppy, hush. <laughs> so um, Patty gets drunk at dinner. That's good. I like seeing Patty cut loose. And uh, honestly, after just being freaking abandoned all day long. Uh, I was like, go girl. You know, I was very happy for her to. Well, I mean, it was. Okay, okay. Sadie, listen, Ooh, you can't it's guess. It's a shrill bark. You can't it's a guess. It's shrill on the bark. Show. Yeah. Um, well, I like that Jack Nance, like, ignored her all day. <laughs> and then they. Then he, he kicked them out. Because she, she told. I think what kind of made Graham mad. Was she was like, yeah, he's a food snob. <laughs> he thinks he's better than you. Yeah, and she starts just saying, at him. yeah, tells that Nibs a, a commitment phobe. Yeah, and uh, and then she's like, she spills the drink on herself, and she immediately looks at Graham. She's like, who's got a sweater? <sighs> starts taking her shirt off. That's when Jack Nance kicks him out. Um, but yeah, it was good seeing Uncle Neil again. I like that guy. I like that actor. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was kind of sad seeing him. Like, you know, he brought this girl up for a weekend, and it really is. You know, he's all obsessed about this other girl, and you know, maybe maybe he and his brother have more in common than we think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be nice to have a season two and kind of get into all that, see more of that. More on that later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and does Nanny actually have feedback for that episode, or? Uh, what what episode? The weekend, or was yeah. that trivia? Yeah. Oh, her feedback is: it says this is a fun episode. It really feels like the kids are real kids behaving as kids. W- yeah, getting into trouble. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's what kids do. Plus, it's a fun way to get them all together and make them all talk. I love how nothing mm-hmm. brings kids together so well as subverting parents. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Something about Rayanne and Brian scenes always make me happy. I love it so much. I do too. I like Brian and Rayanne together <laughs> because they're such polar opposites. Yeah. Uh, the parental plot sucks. Gee, I wonder why Patty doesn't drink. Maybe don't egg her on to drink. Everyone knows this affair is inevitable. It's coming. As the episodes have gone on, I have noticed that Hallie is always referred to as that woman or that Hallie. See, my mother-in-law does that. Mm. If it's that cat or that dog, that's a that's a um, a term of uh, you know she doesn't. If it's that that person over there, like that's the person she doesn't like. I mean, she doesn't. She's not. She's not that she doesn't like people, but you know what I mean. That yeah. dog means she does not like that dog. Uh, I okay, think Hallie's it's, but always... it's, but it's more like Hallie is like, like I, I know that Graham is like crushing on her, and he doesn't want to admit it to himself, so he can't even like speak her name. I think, mm-hmm. you know, and then he, yeah. how, like, like we said last week, the passion between them. 
Yeah, it's like he doesn't know how to talk about Hallie to Patty. To his he's, wife. Yeah, he's, he's supposed to love. Guarded about the way he talks about her. I'm going to say uh, right this, now, hashtag fuck Graham. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Nutty says this is something people do when they want to distance themselves from someone. Ah, mm-hmm. from someone a la Bill Clinton not having sexual relations with that, <laughs> that woman, woman. <laughs> Monica Lewinsky. And it is something you say when you don't like someone early, like someone early in the season. Patty calls Rayanne that Rayanne person, and yeah. now she doesn't. Meaning Rayanne was warmed. Meaning Rayanne has warned, but Hallie is still mud. Yeah. All right. In dreams begin responsibilities. Uh, Yes, I hope I never have to watch Weekend again ever. That will be one. I will if when I watch this series again, I will skip the Halloween episode. I'll skip the Christmas episode, and I'll skip the Weekend episode. Oh, that's what she's saying. What you're saying? Hmm? That's what I'm saying. Really? Why? I mean, I can sort of understand the Christmas and Halloween episodes. Why this one? I hate farce, farces. You hate farces? I hate farces. Use oh. the farce. <laughs> like, you know, Modern Family will do that sometimes, and I hate it. I don't know. I, I think it's fun to see something do a tonal shift for an episode. Sometimes, I don't know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I didn't, I, I had fun with this. I had more of a problem with uh, the Graham and Patty stuff than yeah. mostly Graham. Yeah, the kid stuff was okay, but yeah, the grandma Patty stuff. Patty getting louder and louder at dinner. That was just cringeworthy. <laughs> cringing for. jeez. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I have a quote. I have a quote. Oh, honey, you said hooch in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. So now in dreams begin responsibilities, which I don't understand this title. I guess it's based on a novel or a short story. Um, I sent you over the article. I skimmed through it. It was a whole interview with Winnie Holtzman about this episode. Um, but yeah, I noted. I, I just noted at the beginning. And guess who we're dreaming about? It's Jordan Catalano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he wasn't in the episode weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Winnie Holtzman dedicated the script to the brilliant beautiful cast and crew and added a shakespeare quote how far that little candle throws its beams on the first page of the script <laughs> german episode title yurder word mall or washing everybody man, i'm gonna miss german titles after this <laughs> maybe i'll see if i can find some smallville german titles and just throw them at you to pronounce okay please because this is fun everybody grows up sometime yeah, I guess. And so. the French episode Everybody title. Everybody grows. No, that doesn't work. The French episode title. La, 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 the, la, la, mm, the letter. I can't say. I can't pronounce that. La letra. La letra. La letra. I don't know. Uh, the final scene is similar to the pilot's uh, final scene. Where Angela leaves yeah. Brian on the street. Yeah. Clearly meant to be a, Siri, a, a Cyrano episode. Yes. Cyrano. Princess, Princess Diana dies two years past the airing of this episode. Uh, I know. I mean, I didn't know that she died so soon, but I knew it was soon. Mm-hmm. And just having that 
in Patty's dream, I was like, oh, man, let's just die. I remember that. I remember where I was when I found out she died. Oh, I did too. I was driving to work. I was working in a greenhouse. It was like, <laughs> you, you were what? I was working in a, in a greenhouse trying to impress a girl. <laughs> oh, was it, was it a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning? Sunday morning? It was one of those because I wasn't in school, so therefore... Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I was out of school by then. <laughs> yeah, that was like 96. Yeah. Yeah, I was on my way to work at, you know, like 6 o'clock in the morning, and there was no traffic on the interstate. Wow. Um, all right, so there's a big dream at the beginning of the episode. Oh, wait, were you done with trivia? Yes. A big dream at the beginning of the episode of Jordan Catalano, and uh, I, I wrote Sticky Floor, Parents' Funeral. Oh yeah, we see Patty like completely made up here. <laughs> yeah, that was the 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 aunt great aunt Gertrude's funeral. I guess it's the same funeral that she kissed a boy at. Uh, and she like screams at Jordan. I like Jared Leto's uh, acting here. Trust, I can imagine what it's like to like have this girl like screaming her head off, but in silence at you, mm-hmm. and have to just act like nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. And I like the the shot of Graham and Jared. Uh, Jordan and Graham next to each other Turning their back to her Walking off Oh yeah Mm, Foreshadowing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like the line Hatred is like food You can live off of it I feel ya Angela I feel ya (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah so Patty says I had a dream too About like nobody's interest Nobody cares (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was glad to see Delia here again And and this is a a uh, cute little plot. Um, Delia has a crush on Ricky, um, and we're to think the entire episode that she is kind of oblivious to the fact that he's gay, mm-hmm. and um, and that and then it kind of I mean they had this like special moment at that dance, and um, and then um, uh, and then we have Ricky on the other side, like. Should I take a chance and date this girl, or maybe I can be straight again? You know, and um, or maybe I can be straight at all. I don't know if he was ever he ever identified himself as uh, straight, but um, yeah, yeah, that was a. I'm sh- I mean, for the first, didn't we establish that the, that he was the first gay character on television? Yeah, I think so. Or I like mean, openly, so openly, I think it. I think openly, the, yeah, the, the yeah. I mean, so well, this is so well written, like, uh, just that, I mean, like, could I try to be, you know? Yeah. It's an interesting, it's an interesting plotline, because I'm sure, like, you know, if you're gay and in high school and kind of closeted or whatever, you're trying to, like, you want to fit in, you're desperate for friends, and maybe you're in this sort of situation where it's not as accepted or... You're just not as popular because of it. Like, I'm sure the thought goes through your head. Like, what if I could just change my own brain? Yeah. Or this might sound terrible. I don't know if this is appropriate to say. Or, <laughs> but you know those couples. You know those the those married male female couples, uh-huh. and the the husband has great style. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're metrosexual. You did he just like <laughs> say the heck with it? Let me just marry her and we'll yeah. have a normal life. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you hear that stuff, I and mean, you see that some of those like TV plots, movie plots, you know. But 
I don't know. I like the way this re- resolved because he finally decides to like ask her out, and her response is just like, "But you're gay, right?" And uh, and he's just like, "Yeah, I am." And he says, "I am gay. I've never said that out loud before." And I was like, "Yes." And I don't know. And and just her admitting the crush, and uh, and since Brian hurt her. She wanted to just have a crush on someone that was nice to her that, you know, was harmless. Like she wouldn't be able to go any further than just having a crush. Yeah. And how Ricky returns that and says, like, if I was attracted to girls, I would be attracted to you. And I guess that that is something that happens a lot that uh, because girls have crush. A lot of girls have crushes on safe people, people that they can keep an arms at an arms distance uh, oh trust me <laughs> i've played the safe person in many a friendship <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's not me it's you or the other way around it's not you it's me <laughs> uh where were we oh <laughs> uh, brian so, tutoring oh, yeah. oh let's see oh so jordan is trying to talk to angela yes and Angela is ignoring him, and he's telling her about the band got back together residue, and he's writing songs, and and she just won't talk to him. So he walks off, and then he's tutor. Brian is still tutoring him, and Jordan wants to apologize to Angela, but he doesn't know how. And Ricky says, "Well, how ironic that you can walk up to any girl and ask her for a phone number, but you can't tell Angela Chase that you're sorry." And uh, yeah. so he has to he has to explain what ironic is, and then later on it comes back when Jordan's talking to uh, Patty, uh-huh. and he he recognizes when an ironic situation comes up. And that was great. He's learning. <laughs> He's not a dumb dumb. He does take a shortcut here, and you know it's like he feels bad for about it, but uh, he does. But he. Gets what he wants. He finally gets Angela to be infatuated with him again, and I think he was, you know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm assuming. I'd like to see the good in Jordan that he is. Um, he just wants. He, he, he has feelings for Angela, and he's not just like just missing the attention that she gives him. Mm-hmm. But he just cannot express himself in any right. way. Right. Oh, so. And then on Brian's side, just, I mean, I just, I don't know. I never, I've never see Brian and Angela together. I know the show wants us to kind of root for Brian at the same time, like, you know, shipping Jordan and Angela. But I just, I mean, I like, I root for Brian to, but I just don't see, like, he's just like, I don't know. He's such like a, like a boy. It's hard to like see him as like. Somebody that Angela could fall in love with mm-hmm. I don't know Maybe at the end of this episode she starts thinking that Because he does express himself um, Pretty well Through writing at least mm-hmm. Well I'll uh, I'll talk about that A little later mm-hmm. But um, this was so weird When Patty is talking to her High school boyfriend on the phone And she's all flirty And mm. uh, she's She had a dream girl- about him the girls saw her and she was blushing, mm-hmm. and yeah, that was weird, I, huh? That like, was weird. Danielle's and like, she, "Oh my god, my parents are going to get divorced." And Angela's yeah. like, "It's not happening." <laughs> it's just you know. yeah. And she sits down with them and shows them pictures, 
and they see that she what that she hitchhiked. Yep. And that, uh, uh, and and then Patty tell when Jordan comes, it's like, she's expecting Tony to come, but yeah. Jordan comes to the door and. But it's perfect because it's like that's the guy that she wanted to visit her. So she wanted to. Recapture something, and, you know, and this could be seen as creepy, like Mrs. Robinson or whatever. But I think that she had, she was able to remind herself that she's a grown person here, <laughs> like, and like I think she kind of takes to like almost mothering Jordan in a way. Um, yeah, well, because when Graham calls, she doesn't let on that Tony didn't come. Right. She lets him think, and so because she's talking about Tony did come. But Tony came as Jordan, right? Like Jordan and Tony are the same thing. Yeah, but that's if exactly Tony what had, she was thinking about. But if Tony would shown up as forty year old Tony, yeah, it would have been completely different. Right, it wouldn't have been what she wanted, what she was dreaming of. <laughs> yeah, because she had the dream of Tony and so yeah, and so with with. Uh, Patty letting Angela go with Jordan, get the car and leave with him that night. I think Patty realized that that Tony and Jordan were a lot alike, that Patty and Angela were a lot alike, and that this guy that Angela, she may not marry him, and Jordan may, because Tony now owns a a Ford dealership or something like that, a Jeep dealership. Like, just because a kid is who he is in high school doesn't mean that he won't turn out to be something completely different. Mm-hmm. And maybe Angela, Angela will marry the person or, you know, will end up the way that Angela needs to end up. And he, he admits to Patty how much uh, he needs Angela, too. So it's not like he's not like she's not like thinking that this is a guy that doesn't care about Angela. So yeah. She might feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Jordan was able to open up to Patty. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. You know, just write that down, dude, or say it, vocalize it. <laughs> um, so um, we had we didn't get what I always expected. I was expecting Graham to straight up cheat on his wife, but there is a hug and a near kiss, and uh, it's like they both Graham and Hallie are acknowledging that there's something going on and it's immediately uncomfortable, you know? And they're not mm-hmm. saying it out loud, but it's like they almost kiss and then it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm assuming it, it would have happened if they kept going on with the series. In fact... Well... well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let me, let me uh, read Nettie's feedback. Yes. And then we'll get on to future plans. So Nutty says, I find myself more frustrated with Angela in this viewing. She's such a sucker for Jordan, even after she knows Brian wrote the letter. Yeah, that was interesting. Let's just stop there for a second because that's something we didn't mention. She finds out that Brian wrote the letter and she's just like, yeah. (laughs) That was very – that was really strange to me. But I guess it kind of makes sense too. Well, I I saw it as she didn't want to – she didn't want to admit to Brian that she was shocked to find out that Jordan didn't write the letter. So she downplayed it and lied. And then the she just forgave him and just went on because he's Jordan Catalano and he's so hot. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
Uh, okay, so uh, so Daddy says she's such a sucker for Jordan. Even after she knows Brian wrote the letter, she's already fallen for him. I like that Jordan feels guilty and knows he ruins things, but that doesn't mean she should forgive him. In my head, she forgives him, and the next season they will be together. Also, Angela really thought that Jordan could write that. She really doesn't understand his literacy issues, does she? Mm-hmm. I love that. Jo- yeah. I love that Jordan still calls Brian brain. Brian drives me nuts I want to feel for him but when he tries to make sure that Delia won't have a chance with Ricky because she won't talk to him let me read that again I missed something Brian drives me nuts I want to feel for him but then he tries to make sure that Delia won't have a chance with Ricky because she won't talk to him like he thinks he can get her to like him then again Angela forgives Jordan for sleeping with her best friend I like that things didn't just go back to normal with Rayanne. I love her conversation with Sharon. I think Sharon fighting her friendship with Rayanne is a very compelling story. And it is a good payoff to have her say that they are friends and not to sugarcoat anything with Rayanne. Yes, I really like that too. Because at the beginning of the episode, she's like, I am not friends with Rayanne Craft. <laughs> like she says right all yeah. And then by the end, it's like, we're friends. And and that and that Rayanne has no friends, and that Sharon is like, no, you're. I'm your friend. You, you know, you've, you've got a friend in me. <laughs> I adore Ricky even more in this rewatch. His attempt to try to date Delia made to make things easier on him was heartbreakingly accurate. My best friend in college had that same struggle, but the comfort conversation they have is so honest and beautiful. How can how she can just how can she tell him she's crushing on him and why and how does he say he is gay for the first time it's so beautiful and real no school i know would let a teacher have kids at their house but let's forget that (laughs) (laughs) yeah they were all at katemski's house and then they went out for pizza and that's when katemski took angela home right um nettie says the series as a whole i'm so glad i rewatched this and watched it along with the podcast it's such a good show it really holds up, and we need more shows like this, I think. Can someone please get Winnie to do a show again? I never saw Huge, but I know people who adore it, and I really want to check it out. This show mm. gives me so many feels. It, I would love if they got the cast together or just some of them and recorded commentaries now. Thanks for doing this. On to the next series, because we don't want to wait, right? <laughs> we don't. Yeah, I say that Claire Danes has has them over for a barbecue Mm-hmm. I don't know if she does it often or she did it recently, but she was just talking about her parents. What's a uke? A ute? A, uh, a, I don't, I, a uke or a ute? A ute? A Is ute? Is that like a, ty- a type of a hut? Yes. Yeah. Um, what the hell is that called? Anyway, Take she said... Take a break, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Um, nope, I don't think either of those are correct. <laughs> okay, but well, like whatever that. that like hut. She said her parents had got a hut and they had a, a barbecue and had them all over. Oh, cool. So that's nice. Yeah. Um. Oh, did she say anything else? Uh. Thanks for thanks for watching along with us, Nutty. And I I really I really enjoyed uh, watching it for the first time. This is like one of those. Bucket list uh, shows you just got to watch for yeah. You know, you hear so many good things about it, and I'm so sad that it's so short. But yeah. then again, it's just it's almost perfect, and it's mm-hmm. written so beautifully. I mean, it's you know all the likes 
like, yeah. like, 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 it, 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 you know, such Brian a, being so awkward. It's just great. I think it's like, it's kind of cool that, you know, it ends the way it does, though. You know, the that we're kind of back to square one again, almost, you know. Mm-hmm. She's back with Jordan. He's still, Ryan's still longing for her. Mm-hmm. But there's also promise of, you know, better friendships in the future, like with Sharon and Rayanne and. And I think Patty just understands Angela so much better. Yeah. Yep. And Graham uh, is is the best dad ever, according to some TV guide poll. So, or one of the best. Hmm. And of course, Danielle MVP. (laughs) The greatest. I think Sharon, Sharon's a great character. She's, I, I think that actress does. I think Sharon's one of those characters that a little goes a long way. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have too much of her. No. And Enrique is the heart of the show. Probably my favorite character. I mean, I made a list on, on our Facebook group. <clears throat> Nobody else joined in, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw it. I thought about it. I've had a rough week. It's been it's bad. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> Still there. Okay. Future plans. According yes. to creator-producer Wendy Holtzman, Angela and Brian have a very... Deep connection, but they are too similar to each other, too familiar with one another, and too combative for Angela's comfort. Mm-hmm. Brian represents those very aspects of Angela's life and of herself that she so desperately is trying to run away from. Especially at the beginning of the series, by contrast, Jordan Catalano is distant and mysterious and intellectually unchallenging. Everything <laughs> Brian is not and never can be. <laughs> <laughs> but also, this- I see it as like. Brian and Sharon or are the childhood and Jordan uh-huh. and Rayanne are the uh, adulthood or uh, now, uh, not maybe not like the future, adult. but the yeah. right now. Yeah. Teenagehood. This even more than this, even more than looks is Jordan's fundamental source of the attraction for Angela. But also the reason any relationship between them is doomed in much of the show. Brian comes across as a bit of a stalker with a crush. But if the series had continued, Winnie Holtzman has said Brian would have evolved into Angela's romantic confidant, her primary go-to guy for whenever she wanted to vent about Jordan Canalano. Oh, he, he must have been looking forward to that. <laughs> the relationship between character. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the relationship between yeah, what would have been neat is if this show had went on another couple of years, and then Brian got hot. Like over Over the summer between 10th and 11th grade Brian just like He stars in like a football movie And buffs Bloomed Yeah (laughs) He Dawson's (laughs) Uh, You gotta get rid of that hair though You gotta get rid of that hair Yeah well it's like It's like kid It's like little boy hair Yeah The relationship between Brian and Angela might or might not have ever crossed over into anything explicitly mutually romantic, but it would in many ways have been far deeper than anything possible with her official couple relationship with Jordan. From an article from November, I pictured pictured a situation where Angela and Jordan are are an item, Delia and Brian are an item, and Angela and Brian are constantly looking to each other. For advice and help with their respective dysfunctional relationships, she explained. Holtzman also revealed that everyone at school would have discovered Mr. Katemski is gay and Angela's parents are divorced. <gasps> and Sharon would have got pregnant. What? 
That would have been crazy. From an interview with from an related incident. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please continue. From an interview with Bess Armstrong in 2014, Winnie Holtzman had told me that because Graham was beginning that affair, that affair. Mm. I know I was going to go into a major depression. I know that she told me that the thing which was going to force Angela to become more of an adult in the house. She told me that the thing which was going to force Angela to become more of an adult in the household. I swear on a stack of Bibles, she did tell me this. And Angela was going to be forced to become more of an adult. Hmm. On top of that heartbreak, Armstrong says Holtzman had planned even more trouble for Ricky who had been kicked out of his home, briefly lived on the street, and bunked with the Chase family for a while before taking in by, being taken in by a teacher. What was ultimately going to get Patty up and out of her depression was something terrible was going to happen to Ricky. Ricky was somehow going to be in trouble, and that was going to be what got her out of bed. Oh, man. Oh, I want to see that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we never see Tino, though we hear about him in almost every episode, sometimes twice an episode. <laughs> yep. One of my favorite characters. Uh-huh. Anybody sh- who brings Chinese to a school. That's all I got to say. Anybody. Although the series was short-lived, My So-Called Life won a Golden Globe for Best Performance by an Actress in a TV Series Drama. It was also nominated for four Emmy Awards, Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series, Outstanding Individual Achievement for Writing in a Drama Series, Outstanding Individual Achievement in Main Title Theme Music, and Outstanding and Outstanding... I'm so tired and outstanding individual achievement in directing for a drama series. Okay. On December 22nd, Golden Globe nominations were announced and our own Claire Danes received my so-called life's only nod as best actress drama. She faced stiff competition from Kathy Baker, Kathy Baker, picket fences, Angela Lansbury, murder. She wrote Hmm. and no competition from Jane Seymour, Dr. Queen, medicine woman and Heather Locklear, Melrose place. Danes won the award. Yeah. Kathy Baker and Angela Lansbury. That's pretty, (laughs) pretty amazing. Is that all the trivia? No. no. Okay. (laughs) The two names frequency, frequency, the two names frequent, Frequently listed as assistants to the co-executive producer are Jennifer Catalano and Diane Driscoll. Two characters. My iPad just freaking died. (laughs) (laughs) So is that trivia done now? (laughs) No. Hold on. As you're as you're booting that up, let me tell you about my trivia that I have. Okay. I I, uh, I was looking for any sort of continuation of the story and a discussion of the continuation of the story, and I stumbled onto the fact that there were novelizations. Um, the first novelization was just basically, I think it was just called "My So-Called Life" or "Light" um, or "Angela Chase" or something like that. And it was just like, uh, like almost like a summary of all 19 episodes, and they just kind of cherry picked different plots and mm-hmm. just made it into a novel and they put it out. And I guess that was uh, p- popular enough to release a second um, um, uh, st- st- book. It, it's called, um, look, look it up. Oh, it's My So Called Life Goes On. And so uh, anywhere I've read, like, because there are still. My so-called life sites. There's there are still forums. Um, anywhere I've read people talking about this book, it's just utter disappointment because you see a title like "My So-Called Life Goes On," you think either it's a continuation of what happens after the finale, or 
it's a crossover with that other show life goes on <laughs> it's it, it, but it, it's just simply like as if it's like another episode of my so-called life uh apparently the plot involves um angela her dad's got a restaurant now, open now and angela works in her dad's restaurant and is trying not to think about jordan and ends up falling uh for a waiter that works at the restaurant um, apparently there's also, uh, a scene where she skinny dips in front of Jordan. Um, and, uh, how about this? The most shocking of all. Are you ready, Steph? Okay. Brian Krakow has sex with Amber Graff, Rand's mom. <gasps> no. Rand's mom breaks Brian's virginity. No. And then Brian ends up back with Delia by the end of the novel. Oh yeah, that's that's. That, can you see how people are like really irritated about this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, I have problems with, you know, just the Buffy, like the Buffy comics. The some of them yeah. just seem like fan fiction. Yeah, and or they they just they're not like I just want I want an episode of the show I love. I don't want something that's a a knockoff. That's you know. Well, this is an official, and this was like the last official book written uh, with my so-called life. And uh, yeah, a lot of people were not only irritated by this crazy Brian and Amber plot, but also that there's just like it's just like another episode of my so-called life, and it's like zero closure on anything. You, mm-hmm. you would assume you'd get like, oh my god, this is how they would have ended the series. This is another mm-hmm. version of it. Nope, it's just another fan episode. fiction. Yeah, nonsense. So that's all I've got. Do you have anything else? Uh, stuff we kind of know. Two names: uh, Je- Jennifer Catalano, Diane Driscoll. They yeah. are um, assistants. Right. Two characters: Jordan Catalano, Nikki Driscoll, the dead kid from Halloween. Uh, Mr. Katimsky's name could be a play on story editor Jason Kadam's name. You know, I, I discovered this when I was like, I was like, I can't ever remember his name, so I looked at it on IMDb, and when I looked at it, I said. Oh, Kadams with a K I <laughs> on the end of it. Yeah. Uh, one of the recurring in jokes can be found in most of the bathroom. If you look closely at the graffiti, you might see among the various scrawl AJ plus Chris in many various forms, including AJL plus CFS, which leaves little doubt that this is some reference to AJ and some real life honey of hers from the ABC yeah. programmer Ted Herbert Harbert. President of ABC's entertainment division said, not since Moonlighting has there been a show that when in rough cut comes in, the play stops. <laughs> so the people the people in production, in uh, post-production, they were fans of the show too. So, uh, oh, this is where I saw. Also, Claire Dane said on Jimmy Kimmel that she often has the whole cast and crew over for barbecue at her mm. place. And Bess Armstrong also talks about seeing her co-stars in other articles it's nice to to hear that mm-hmm. in other articles oh she oh they're saying that in articles of beth armstrong Beth armstrong given interviews she talks about how she sees co-stars okay there's a lot of talk about why it got canceled many blame claire dane's career but it was a mix of the show getting canceled and her going on to movies before the fan campaign brought attention to bring it back came about but it's really hard to find the truth (laughs) i think that is it um yeah that article 
that you uh, you gave me. It just uh, okay. Now I'm on a different device and I'm lost here. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was an article, an interview with Winnie Holtzman, and it was. It seemed to be really in detail. I don't know if I want to just post it in the group, you know, for people. Yeah. All right. Is just that it? Uh, she, well, she talked about like. Like the interviewer asked, you know, the reconciliation wasn't coming anytime soon between Angela and Rand. And when he said, uh, Rand's totally alone by her own making and it reaches that level of heartbreak because Rand is somebody who knows that she created that for herself. Uh, yeah. They would, if the show would come back, they would give it a long, interesting climb back to whatever that would have been. I don't know if uh, they would have ever become friends again. But their lives would intersect majorly. Oh, they may not have become friends again. They could have had a totally different dynamic. They've got to be friends. It's kind of interesting. But anyway, yeah, we'll put that in the oh, put that in the in the group. Cool. It was a good article. It was a good show. It was a great show. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful show. I just wish it looked better. You know, it's uh-huh. so grainy and dark. It needs a, re- a remaster, Blu-ray cut. It, uh, it just looks like, you know, those shows on, on ABC back in the day. Just yeah. Mm. I'm glad it exists. Yeah, I loved it. I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, it worked out perfectly because uh, now we can I can focus on another project that we have coming up next. So, uh, uh, so my so-called life thumbs up. Thumbs way up And and honestly Like I'm glad to get to an end of a series And not be like Oh my god Is it over yet Like we were in the last series I was so done with popular (laughs) Yeah Yeah I mean I'm kind of glad it's Talk about farcical (laughs) Oh jeez Louise Popular was Was a complete farce Ugh I know. Why did I like that? I don't really like farces. I don't know. I just like Mary Cherry. <laughs> that must be it. <laughs> Unfortunately, Mary All Cherry. Right, well, let's move on. Isn't in our next show we're going to be talking about Steph. I, I will officially say we are definitely going to be watching Smallville next, and I'm Yay, so Smallville! excited. <laughs> my favorite. One, one of my two favorite shows. Of three, four. One of the top favorite shows. Okay, I'm just going to say to our listeners, uh, all three of you, if you are a fan <laughs> of the Berlanti Verse on the CW with Arrow and Flash and all them, and you have not seen Smallville, you owe it to yourself to watch along. And I and I and I say that for superhero shows, but also like it's a great CW show, WB show about a teenager in high school. It's just he's got superpower, like Dawson's Creek with heat, heat vision. Uh, I wrote here, my so-called life was super speed. Uh, <laughs> it's great. Um, uh, let's see. Um, I, I wanted to do a rewatch of the show for the longest time, and I can't wait to podcast about it. I'm going to be bringing tons of trivia. And so hopefully all three of you, you got to watch it with us uh, on Hulu or DVDs. Um, to set us up, I just got to say, Steph has only seen seasons 8 through 10. <laughs> so... This is going to be the weirdest like, intro just cast. Body. Yeah, just and I, I, who knows what I've seen. Like, there was points where I just fast forward because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm not interested in these people. This is boring. <laughs> like, so I did. I, I, Gosh, I don't know what I saw. 
So this is going to be a very... All I know is, I wanted to watch uh, Sam Witwer. That's what I wanted to watch. Yeah. Well, he's in season eight, so... Um, or nine, one of the two. Um, so, yeah, like I said, this is going to be a very strange intro cast where we binge the shows and the newbie has seen how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> um, and let's see, what else? Have, uh, uh, we're at least going to be watching the first five seasons of Smallville to start off with. And those are actually the WB years. This is the years of Smallville before the WB turned to CW. Once it turned to season six, it was the CW. So um, that's Is gonna, there a big change? Not really. <laughs> Maybe a budget <laughs> budget, budget change. Um, by then, that'll, that's going to take us to the end of January 2018. And by then, we're going to know when iZombie premieres, obviously, our other podcast. Um, and that's going to kind of determine where we go from there. We're, maybe we'll just keep going. Maybe we'll switch to another show. Maybe we'll just uh, uh, take a like a thirteen week hiatus because iZombie is super busy <laughs> for me. Um, so to finish this off, I just want to say next week we're only going to be watching two episodes um, because um, I have all sorts of introductory trivia to tell you about stuff. It's all very interesting and awesome. Um, and then after that, we're going to get back to our old format. Three to four episodes a week, like we did back in the Creek days, and uh, where we weren't running another weekly podcast alongside it. <laughs> Madness! I'm telling you, I'm so glad <laughs> we're just doing one podcast with the occasional couple of Angel episodes now. <laughs> okay, so next week, Pilot Metamorphosis. I'm so excited. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>